The Ozone. Welcome to The Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar Credit Union, featuring Jaguar senior writer John Hosier and executive producer Dave DeCandis. Our guest this week is, I think, somebody who Jaguars fans don't know uh, very well yet. I don't know him very well yet, but it's Jaguar safety Josh Jones, who many people know made the team uh, won a starting job during training camp by beating out Ronnie Harrison, who was eventually traded. It was a surprise story, but from talking to coaches, personnel people, a very deserved story. And once you watched him, not much of a surprise. First of all, welcome. And give me your first impressions of Jacksonville in this COVID world. Has it been an odd transition for you? You know what? Um, uh, COVID in general has been odd for everybody. I feel like this year, but um, to be honest, um, you know, you kind of get used to, you get in a routine and you kind of get used to doing everything, you know, with the testing, obviously, and protocols. So you, it's, it's kind of normal now. You just wake up, just like how you wake up and brush your teeth. You notice you have everything, every protocol to go through. So it's normal. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm well adjusted to it. There's so much to get to with your story. And I know there's a lot that you've yeah. gone through in terms of uh, getting, I don't know if I love for the game back, but an appreciation. You've talked about that a lot. Yes, sir. But I want to ask you first, everything you've heard from coaches who've talked about you is that somehow when you first got here back in January, uh-huh. you managed to make such an impression in terms of how serious you were going to be taking this moving forward. You signed as a practice squad guy last year. Yeah. What did you do? When did you realize how much you had to turn it on in that respect? If you if you follow yeah. Well, you know, I understand my abilities, um, and I feel like the the worst thing you can do with, you know, God-given talent um, is wasted. Um, okay. and, and I feel like once you have an opportunity that presents itself, um, then you have to take full advantage of it. Um, you have to do everything in your power, you know, um, to seize that to, to seize that opportunity. Um, and, and I and I feel like that was my that was my whole mindset going into this year. Um, I said if this if the Jaguars they give me an opportunity. And I'm just going to run with it. And I, I won't look back. And, um, you know, and I, and I thank Coach Marone. And I thank, I thank the personnel. I, I thank, you know, Mr. Caldwell for bringing me in, you know, and, and just, you know, giving me an opportunity to be, be a part of this team. Uh, like, I'm beyond thankful, you know, because obviously I, I could have been anywhere else. Um, probably, you know, I, I don't know where I could have been, but, you sure. know, I'm just, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. Um, and, you know, just continue to just keep uh, pressing forward. Now, take me through your process. You're with Green Bay, and then you're out of football for three or four weeks before you signed yeah. with Dallas uh, yes, last year. Yep. And you've talked extensively about it, and you, know, you bared your soul with it a little bit on the conference call. But it, mm-hmm. it was fascinating that you really realized during that time, hey, I've got to change a little bit. I've got to approach this thing differently. Yeah, I mean, you know, with, with a lot of things, people can point the finger. You can say it was this person's fault or that person's fault, but at the end of the day, you wake up every morning and you look yourself in the mirror. So a lot of times you have to look yourself in the mirror. Um, the guy in the mirror never lied to you. So you have to go back, go back to, you know, to where it all started. And that's what I did. You know, I, I, I went back, you know, to where it all started. Like, how did I get myself here? And, 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 that's, and, and that was and not saying that I didn't do that when I got to the NFL, but it was just like, I had to rewire my focus, rewire, you know, 
how I, you know, how I just went about my day every day, you know, just being, just being consistent. I, 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 I truly believe that if you have a consistent approach with anything in life, we're just not talking about football, with anything in life that you're going to, you're going to succeed. You know, you, you can't be all over the place with, you know, things that you do in your everyday life. I feel like if you have a consistent approach, uh, you know, you know, you know your routine. Cause I'm a routine guy. I have to have a routine. I have to be on schedule. I have to, okay. I have to do this at this time, this, 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 and that. Um, and, and, and once, once you have those things and, and obviously if your faith is in line uh, and everything else just falls into place and then it's just up to you. God just leaves it up to you. I'm like, Hey son, go, go take over the keys and, and go drive this thing. So you come in to Jacksonville with a renewed attitude. I think that's yeah. the right way to say it. Yes, sir. You have a great approach early. You're sitting there in January saying, okay, this is going to be my off season. Yes, sir. And then in March, COVID. All of a sudden, you can't get back in the building. Yeah. That had to be a moment of, are you yeah. kidding me? You know what? I, I was here um, that, those first two weeks before. I think, you know, I think the NFL said, uh, I think around like the second or third week of March that, you know, they're going to close all facilities. So two weeks, you know, I came and worked out, you know, here. I was here in the facility. You know, I was here working out, you know, because that's where I was going to be, you know, this offseason. I was just going to, you know, be in a facility all the time, work out, you know, get familiar with everything, the coaches and everybody. But I mean, once once uh, you know COVID hit and they shut down everything, um, I didn't really look at that thing. I didn't really look at it as a negative. I know a lot of people. You know, I, I you know, it's unfortunate everything that's happened this year. But um, I didn't. I, didn't, I honestly, this year has helped me more than more than it has any other year. Um, it gave it gave me a, a chance to really one, you know, be around my kids more. Um, two, um, really focus on myself because it's like you you. What else did you have to do? You know, you got, I feel like I came out of this thing. Well, I'm, we're still in this thing, but, you know, you come out of, you know, the off season, a better person, you know, mentally, you, you're refreshed, you know, you're able to really sit down with yourself. Okay. Um, where do I lack? What areas do I lack? You turn those, you know, those weaknesses into strengths. If I was talking to Josh Jones, the rookie, how different a guy am I talking to? I feel like same, same, same guy, but more wiser. Okay. Um, like I said before, um, I don't regret anything that I, I, I went through. I don't. I don't. Um, this may it may sound the the whole. I've never had anything given to me in life. I've always had to work with everything, and so I, I believe I'm I'm my best when I'm back against the wall. Everybody can write me off and say, "Oh, he's a bust. He's a second round draft pick. He's a bust." I just laughed at it. I, I still remember everything is still in my head. Trust me, but I, I but I just I, I work better when everyone writes me off, doubts me, because it's happened before in my life. And, you know, I'm just going to rise out of the flame and just say, here I am, here I am again. And, and I, put all, I put all of that, all of that, all of that, what I went through, and it just made me a better person. Like, you, you, can't, you can't be afraid to, one, fail. You can't be afraid to, you know, go through things, you know, adversity. You got to stand, stand in the face of adversity and, and, and really just take control of it. You know what I what I what I would say, because like it, it it just it just made me it just made me who I am today. And I and I'm like I said I'm able to one of my one of my you know one of my gifts in life is is, is helping others. You know I yeah. I think I think I think I'm one of those guys that you know I'm able I don't I don't keep you know I don't I don't keep secrets. And when I say keep secrets, I say if something has worked for me, it may not work for the next person, but if I'm able to you know at least you know, give some type of advice. 
you know, it may not help 10 people, but if it helps one person, one person out of how many, how many people, I feel like I've done my job. How does a guy from Southfield, Michigan, wind up at NC State? Southfield, Michigan. No, I don't <laughs> consider my – I've lived all over, man. I lived in the city. Okay. Man. I lived in Southfield. You know, I, I went to Southfield High. Um, I went to – you know, I, I bounced around. I was like an apartment baby, man. I, we moved so much, man. But, um, okay. um, you know what? The recruiting process, Michigan State or Michigan didn't offer me. Michigan okay. State offered me on the last day of signing day. And uh, Eddie Faulkner, which is the running backs coach in Pittsburgh now, he was the recruiting coordinator in Wisconsin. He was recruiting me in Wisconsin. And when Dave Dorn got the job at NC State, you know, he came in and he said, hey, man, I want you to come with me. So I um, – and actually, oh, let me, let me retract. Let me, let, me, let me back up because I'm missing something here. So the receiver – I think the assistant receivers coach, uh, Troy Walters, that said uh, – is he actually in Cincinnati now? He was at NC State. And then when Tom O'Brien got fired, they had already offered me. And so when they got fired, I'm like, all right, I'm like, yes, I'm not, you know, I'm, I wasn't, I'm not interested in NC State anymore. Then that's when Dave Dorn and they got those, those guys got the job. My whole thought was to get away from just, just to try something new. I wanted to start over completely and just, you know, just get away and just, you know, I never really traveled much growing up. And then in North Carolina, I'm like, you know, good weather, it's near the ocean. <laughs> so why not? Did you find out that Raleigh wasn't that close to the ocean? I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's still like well, I think what two and a half hours. What, what, two, right. Well, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not too far. Now you really got close to the ocean here, so you finally attained your goal, right? Absolutely, no question. <laughs> what uh, when you came into camp this year, yeah. it, it seemed, and again, we're watching it from the sidelines and watching unpadded stuff, so it's hard to know what we're seeing. But from day one, it seemed like you stood out, always around the ball. No. Did you? Come into camp thinking, I don't care what the depth chart, quote unquote, says, I'm the starter. Or do you just come in playing? Or how do you approach that? Because from um, the observer's yeah. mind, you had a long jump to make. But it, it didn't did. look like you were playing that way. I did. I, I had a very long jump to make. I remember when, you know, you know, Coach, he put up the first depth chart. And I, I think I was at the bottom. But I, I didn't look at it like that. I, I look at it as, you know, I'm going to work every, each and every day. I'm going to wake up the same guy. Same type of approach. Um, and I'm going to just let my ability speak for itself. I'm going to let my play speak for itself. And like, I, I, didn't, I didn't worry about where I was on the depth chart because I knew that if they gave me an opportunity to really, you know, showcase what I had, that everything else, would, you know, fall into place and everything else would speak for itself. So I wasn't necessarily worried about the depth chart at all. It might sound funny asking a guy who's in, what, your fourth year, uh, really your third playing. Uh -huh. But it seems like, from talking to you, it seems like you feel like you still got a lot of growth. Yeah. Like you're not really scratching the surface of who you are yet as a player. Not Am even, I reading that right? Not even, man. I, I feel like I got so much ball. Left. I, I, I have so, so much to do in this league. And, 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 that, and that's the – going into my fourth year, and, and that's the funny thing about this whole thing. Like I, I have a lot to I, – I feel like I haven't showed – like they – this league hasn't seen – still what I can do. Here I am, man. I, I hope to, you know, continue to, you know, get that opportunity to, to showcase that. We'll talk a little bit about the team in general. Hot start, a difficult game against Miami. Uh -huh. uh, defense is being criticized by some people now, especially for the early starts. Yeah. Where are you guys in terms of your headspace, your approach? Tell me about that. 
I mean, headspace is there. I mean, we we haven't. You got to understand, this is the first quarter of the fourth quarter season. Um, and obviously, we're going into the last game of the first quarter of the season. That's how I look at it. Um, so, you know, you don't hit the panic button. You don't hit the panic button. Um, and, you know, this is a great group of, group of guys, man, um, hardworking guys. We understand what we need to do. We understand that um, that for the past, you know, you know, three weeks, we started slow. We understand that. Um, but, you know, obviously, we're not going to let that, you know, affect how we, we come out, you know, this week and play. Obviously, there, 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 there needs to be some things that, you know, needs to get cleaned up. Um, but I feel like everyone's, you know, you know, we got that those three days to kind of, you know, step away from football a little bit, clear our minds, and then re- refocus and get re-energized. And the energy today was, was, was outstanding, I feel like, the execution. Um, you know, and, and it just comes down to execution, um, you know, every position. You know, once you execute, um, I, I feel like we're, we're a hard, you know, defense to, to beat um, once we execute the right way. Tell me about, uh, as you go into this, Joe Burrow, he's a young guy. Yeah. Uh, does that matter to you when you're looking at an opponent? How do you game plan for a rookie quarterback as opposed to a veteran quarterback? Does that change at all? No, nah, you, you, I, I, my game plan doesn't change. I mean, your, your, your thought, you know, obviously, you know, he's a, he's a guy that hasn't seen, you know, a lot of, a lot of looks, but he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a good quarterback though. He didn't go, you know, first overall for, for no reason. Um, you know, but so your approach still has to be the same no matter who's the quarterback. I don't care if they had, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't, sure. I don't, who, I don't okay. care who, I don't care who the quarterback was. But, you know, your approach still has to be the same, just like you're playing uh, a Peyton Manning. You know, keep that same approach. One final sort of football 101 question. So many young guys in the secondary. It's, it's as young as secondary as I've been around. Rookie C.J. Henderson, even Trey Herndon, who's been around, quote, forever, is in his third year. Yeah. What do you draw from there? It, there's not the experienced guy back there. There's D.J. Yeah. So I guess he's the guy, right? He's the guy you draw from and you're looking for veteran experience. Yeah. You know what? There's a lot of – the ceiling, the ceiling for, for our back end, you know, being that we're young, um, obviously there's room to grow with, which, which, with anybody. But uh, man, the ceiling is high, man. I, I feel like the sky's the limit, man. Um, you know, I, I don't want every, I don't want anybody to really, you know, panic because I mean it's, it's early. You know, this is what um, you know. CJ is going into his fourth game, you know, um, and we have you know, few other rookies. So it's like you know, guys are guys are you know getting comfortable with you know with playing in the NFL and and obviously playing with each other. So once once you know. Those things continue to, you know, work itself out, you know, every week. Um, like I said, man, the sky's the limit for it. It's a talented group, man. The sky's the limit. Each week in this, we do something called the Ozone Five. Okay. The Ozone Five. It's just five quick questions. Not really a game. It's just kind of yeah. fun. It's a fun thing. So we got five quick questions. First question, your last binge watch. My last binge watch. Power. And tell me about power. It's, it's, it's very good, but I, I really don't think I can get into real detail about it. <laughs> so, you, know, you know, mature. It's a more mature audience. Fair enough. Fair enough. Your answer is supposed to be, hey, no time to binge watch during the season on game plan. 
Oh, you tell <laughs> listen, you said last trick question, because you said last time, so like I, I honestly don't I don't, I don't watch much TV during the day. Like, I'm, gotcha. You don't really have time for it. And I go to bed you know, fairly early. So Gotcha. Yeah. Last song on your headphones or in your car. What's yeah. in your mind right now? I think it had to have been a song by Lil Dirk. Gotcha. Mine too, Josh. Same thing. Lil Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> big hit or big INT? What's better? Big INT. You gotta you gotta get the ball back to the offense. Yeah. Best football feeling ever for you. Best football feeling, man, is probably you know, putting on those shoulder pads and helmets pregame. You know, like getting just getting getting ready for a game. That's that's you know, headphones on, you in the zone. Um and I would say I, I and I, I would say you know, I kinda have a you know double answer. So I would I would say waking up on game day, to be honest, that's that's the best feeling. Has that always been that way or is that better in the NFL? Just always it's, it's always, man. You just wake up and understand, man. You get a you get another opportunity. You get another opportunity to go out there and play. So, yeah, it's, it's always been like that for me. Even little league. <laughs> and you kind of spoke to that a couple weeks ago. That that's the feeling that you sort of held on to that you wanted back. And yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what, man. I let me tell you something about you know. I'm gonna tell you how much I. And, and love football. Like growing up, man, we used to we love football so much. You know, the guys that you know, my friends growing up. You now we started our own league growing up. That's how much we was into like backyard football. We had our own like league, like different you know different guys from other like you know neighborhoods or whatever around you know apartment complex. You know, hey, going against these guys this week and ne- like it was just man, we had so much fun with it, man. And and, and I and I and I still and I and when I was going through my phase. You know, that kind of, you know, it didn't necessarily take it all away from me, but you know, I, I wasn't feeling the same. Sure. I wasn't the same, Josh Jones. You know what I'm saying? It, that was that was a different. That was an imposter. That was a different dude. <laughs> was that tackle football league? You guys playing on the street? No, no, we, we were still tackling like like backyard football. Yeah, man. That that's that's where that's where it all started, man. We we were still tackling, man. We yeah, it's a it's full go. <laughs> How many players to a side? Eleven? Or you got five or six? No, I probably have five or six. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yes, sir. Final question in the five. Lakers or Heat, or do you care? You know what? I love the way Miami Heat plays basketball. I love the way they play basketball. And and I'm a guy that, that likes to root for the underdogs, but I'm gonna be realistic, man, and, and, and go with the LA Lakers. You seem like you're in a good place. Absolutely. Why? Everything we've talked about? Anything else to it? Everything we talked about, man, and, and I, I just feel like it, everything is just flowing, man. Like, you know, I feel like my chakras are all aligned, man. The energy's there. The vibe is there. I'm connected spiritually. I'm at peace, man. Um, and and it, this is a place where I want where I want to be, man. Uh, um, so, um, blue collar. It's my, my type of place, man. My, my, my type of my type of football. I can just only focus on football. I don't have to worry about, you know, anything else. And I wake up in the morning, come to work, get an opportunity to just be about football. Go home, still be about football. Come back. Just, just that's that's just, that's how I'm wired, man. And, and this this place allows me to do that. 
Josh, it was fantastic meeting you. I look forward to working with you in the more conventional sense. Yes, sir. And uh, thank you for being on the Ozone Podcast, and good luck the rest of the season. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, that was interesting to me because I'll, I'll be up front. I don't know Josh very well. I know a little bit about his story. Uh, not a lot of people in the Jaguars know much about him beyond what we talked about. But I thought it was interesting to have him expand on some of the things he had said on a Zoom call a few weeks ago. When he got cut and he was sort of out of football for two or three weeks, everything you hear, he's told other people, it changed him. It changed his approach to football. It changed his life in a lot of ways. And Dave, a lot of times when players have the game taken away from them, it changes who they are. It changes their approach. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, interesting story. I, and for me too, I I don't know him very well. Um, you know, especially in this new COVID era. You know, our interactions with the players are, are a lot a lot more limited. But uh, yeah, and that's the interesting part. I mean, what a story it, it'll be if <laughs> Beacon eventually become a, a full time start starter uh, here for a few years. I think it's pretty good. You go from uh, from being, you know, quote unquote, draft bust to like reviving your career because of of being released from a team is mm-hmm. is a pretty interesting kind of movie script <laughs> kind of story. Yeah. And uh, and he uh, he's definitely from being around him now since the season started a little bit. Um, you know, being on the sidelines and shooting games and stuff like that. You can tell he's. He's a little bit of a leader in that secondary. Yeah. He is he is definitely the guy who uh who kind of talks to the guys and gets gets them back in the game, you know. You know, uh he is he is definitely and the other part of it too, he brings a little bit since he's been has some NFL experience, still a young player, but you can tell he he's the guy that usually goes back and forth with the other position groups of like right. on defense of hey, this is what I'm seeing, what are you guys seeing type of thing. Um, so he, especially with that, uh, secondary, that's kind of a quiet secondary. He's definitely the, the guy that, that makes, makes that group go, I think. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic. And I've always sort of had the thought or the theory philosophy, if you will, if a team's going to build a good roster, it has to come from more places than just unrestricted free agency in the draft. You, you, you've got 22 holes to fill on your roster, so to speak. You're probably not going to be able to sign all UFAs, high profile guys and draft that. So you've got to find them somewhere else, be it rookie free agency, be it the waiver wire practice squad signings. So they signed Josh Jones where you don't have to give up any equity to get them. Uh, You're taking a chance on them. You've got to have a few of those guys work out and become good players. The other thing with Josh Jones is I think Jaguars fans, and I fell victim to it when I was doing all my preseason previews and position analysis. I assumed Ronnie Harrison and uh, Jared Wilson would start and sort of had Josh Jones as a he'll be in camp and get cut because that's usually how it works when you have a practice squad guy or a guy who signs, then re-signs. They're usually not around. And I kind of I'll admit to overlooking the fact that he's a second-round draft pick. He was considered one of the top, what does that make you, top 65 players in his draft class. Everything adds up. Clearly, there's a reason why a second-round draft pick's out of the league. And when they're back in, there's got to be a reason why they make it back. Well, I don't think there's any question listening to him 
that he had your quote unquote prayer meeting where he realized if I don't do it now, I ain't doing it. A lot of times for guys, the light comes on. He clearly has it together off the field in terms of approach. He's clearly got the talent on the field. No reason to me, Dave, why he's not going to be I – don't, I don't know that he's a starter here long-term. I, I don't know why he wouldn't be. But he's certainly a guy that you got to look at as a long-term factor in the secondary. And uh, everything you hear is that he's – for a strong safety, he's playing fine. Yeah, and uh, it'll just be interesting. I mean, that's the thing. It'll be interesting to see how his uh, story finishes up here as a, as a Jaguar. I think, uh, you know, hopefully it's still a lot to be written, but it's just uh, it's just kind of cool that he, you know, kind of came from the bottom and now he's here. <laughs> well, I'm just glad, and uh, we'll close it out with this. I'm glad that I finally found a guy who lines up with my musical taste. So I'm going to go listen to some Little Dirt. <laughs> and uh, so... With that said, I think Joe Fortunato and Dave DeCandis will also be listening to Little Dirt. We're all on the same page here. I thought this was a good Ozone podcast. I don't think it sucked. I want to thank everybody for making me sound better than I actually am. And we'll talk to everybody next week.